interview session of the Four Star Sports Show. I am Wes Pruitt. John Servant's down there at the bottom. To my left is one Mr. Kevin Starks, uh, the uh, head basketball coach right now at Lipscomb Academy out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, coach Starks, thank you very much for being on the show with us today. Well, thank you guys for having me. I always look forward to it. I, I want to make sure that I can uh, just kind of bring some positive energy to support what you guys are doing. And you guys are doing a great thing here. I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you very much. Uh, Coach, I guess my first question. Uh, well, first off, let me ask you this. What is y'all's current record at the moment? Well, right now we're on a four-game skid. So we started off uh, about seven and three. And so we're seven and seven now. And it's really interesting because – our football team played in the state championship game on December 4th. So we have probably had about five weeks uh, with our entire team. And I had eight guys come from football. And so wow. with being a first year coach wow. here and COVID going on, um, my teams in the past have progressed as the season's gone on and done well in the postseason. I'm hoping that still happens, but we're probably a month behind where I'd like for us to be uh, a year from now. Uh, Coach, let me ask you this. Um, coming from, uh, you were at uh, Dallas Christian and also Fort Worth Christian as well prior to coming over to Harding. And then uh, you were there for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So you had a, some some good longevity uh, at, a, at a pretty nice school to be at in the city of Memphis uh, in, in Harding Academy. Uh, what made you make the jump from Harding after being there for so many years up to Lipscomb? Right. Well, I will tell you, I absolutely love um, Harding Academy. I always, I always have, I always will. It's the, it's the best. My life wouldn't be the same without that place. Uh, it was a situation where I think I needed uh, some growth at the time. Uh, they, they, they're, they'll do fine without me. Uh, but it, it was time. And I actually moved from Harding to come up to Brentwood Academy in Nashville. And I was there. And for the life of me, I didn't realize that being, uh, my wife and I have worked together. We've been married for 13 years. We've worked together for 11 of those years. And so that just didn't work out because it wasn't a good fit. My wife being a coach and me being a coach, it's not a good family thing for us to try to be at two different places with our kids. And so last year we spent the last uh, last school year at Grace Christian in Leapers Fork uh, in Franklin with a friend of mine, Lynn McNatt, who's also a, a Harding graduate. So we both, my wife was on the girl staff there. I was the boy staff. And then these Lipscomb job opened, the boys and girls job opened at the same time. And we just believed it was a God thing because chances of us finding a boys and girls job opening at the same time uh, was pretty remarkable. Yeah. And it was a God thing. So uh, it was this time. And, and once again, I look back on my time at Harding. Uh, I love that place. The kids love that place. Uh, and if I'm being completely honest, uh, I miss Memphis. I do. I mean, I absolutely love Memphis. Uh, and it's one of those things that you're not from there, you don't get it. But if you're from there, you get it. Coach, uh, speaking of uh, your wife and, and coaching with her, how much fun is that? I mean, my wife is a teacher. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm in the trucking industry. So it's a completely different right. uh, total end of the spectrum. But uh, what is it like to, to be able to uh, probably teach and coach alongside your wife? That's got to be pretty enjoyable. Well, I will tell you, number one, she's a better coach than I am. So I'm, I'm the pupil. She's the teacher. Uh, she, she does a great job. And I think, you know, people think that we, you know, come home and talk basketball all the time. 
and we don't. We do when we're with the kids. We we try not to do as much, but when we're alone. We kind of just bounce ideas off uh, of each other. Or if I have a game and I really didn't do something very smart, she never ever criticizes me. She'd just say, "Hey, what were you trying to do there?" So I could I could talk to her about it, right. and we kind of go through it and everything. And we both do that. She'll ask me what I think about this, and so I. What's really interesting, I think what I think just like our marriage, our coaching styles complement one another. The things that I'm probably not as strong at are her strong things, and the things she may not be as strong as I'm probably good at. So it, we complement each other's what we do. Awesome. John, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, Kevin Speedy Starks, as your nickname, people call you around Memphis area national probably call you now Speedy. How'd you get that nickname Speedy? You know, what's really funny is that people, I asked my mom that one day, because people are saying, man, he must have been really fast. Well, my mom told me on the day that I was born, the doctor who delivered me gave me the name Speedy because I was such a fast delivery. She said that <laughs> she said, when you came out, the doctor said, hey, you should call him Speedy. And so she did. I said, mom, it'd been pretty funny if I was slow. But anyway, the doctor who delivered me actually <laughs> gave my mom that idea for the name Speedy. So that's where it came from. So it's been going around for like 20 something years already. Awesome. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Kevin, you talked about Harding, you know, it's such a great place for you. But before I talk about Harding, um, talk about your college playing days at Abilene Christian. Well, I will tell you, I it's 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 funny because when I graduated from Harding in '93, you know, I had an opportunity to go play college football, go play college basketball, really at bigger schools than ACU was. But for me, I don't know. I think God just put it on my heart. It mattered to me who my teammates were, uh, and so I wanted to go to a place that I knew I could play for Christian coaches but that I would have teammates that I would and meet college mates that I would have uh, for the rest of my life. Just last week, um, my, um, my, one of my college, two of my college teammates just called me just to check on me, see how things were going. Uh, one of my college roommates met uh, a girl from Hickman County where my wife's from uh, at our engagement party. He's married to her now. They just moved back to Tennessee. So I just wow. wanted the relationship piece for me was was incredible uh and i wanted to make sure that um i had good good a good faith base and good friends that i could spend time with but i enjoyed it i was two-year team captain captain i was a president of our fraternity uh that i was in at the college so it was a great time i can't believe i ended up that far from memphis but i absolutely loved it there loved it can you talk about the two high schools that you coached at down in dallas area yeah, my, my first uh, job out of college was at Dallas Christian, which the, one of my teammates who called me last week, he played there. He really was instrumental in me getting uh, that job. What happened is I, I graduated. I was going to go and teach Bible and be a, the JV coach. And probably a week on the job, the head of school had a heart attack and died. Oh, and, so wow. the guy, and so the guy who was the high school principal was also the head coach. So he had to assume part of the head of school role. He just came to me one day and said, hey, you're going to do this. You're going to be the head coach. So I actually signed up to be um, a JV coach and assistant varsity coach, and I ended up being the head coach. So this is year 23 for me in high school, and I've been a head coach for 22 of those 20. Last year at Grace Christian was the only time I've ever been an assistant. So now we get to the Harding wow. Academy Lions that you coached at for 15 years, mm -hmm. where you made it to the eight state semifinals and you won four state championships in 2008 
2009 and 2016 yep. and uh and runner up a lot of times as well um you're also the TSWA coach of the year in 2016 the BCAC coach of the year in 2008 and 2012 so talk about Harding just a little bit how we had Brandon Bedford on or Radford on a few hours ago and he oh. talked about you know the Harding district with Harding Academy Fed Academy FACS and etc so yep. talk about your coaching career at Harding Academy where you won four state championships. Well, I will tell you, I, I enjoyed it uh, because once again, when I came back home, my whole deal was that's the one job I can't fail at. You can't fail at the job that you wore the uniform, your jerseys hanging in the gym, right. you can't fail at that. And so I really became successful out of fear. Out of fear of failure is what I did. But I also had a chance to watch coaches like Terry Tippett John Harrington, Bubba Luckett. You know, I got to see uh, Kenneth White before Marvis Davis took over, D. Wilkes, and then the guy uh, at North Point, Barry uh, Gray, who I think is phenomenal. I got a chance to coach against some guys that really, and Jeff Ruffin at St. George's, that gave you, a, that, that really kept you on your toes. You had to be good. It had to be better to do well there. And so it was fun. And we try to create a family. I mean, it was a family affair for us. My wife being the girls coach, me being the boys coach. And we try to create, try to create a, a family atmosphere and a community there. And we, and we had that. I mean, we had that. Um, it's one of those things that um, you, you were there. And what's so funny is that when we were growing up, people would stay someplace 30, 40 years. Well, I think the 15 is the new 30 now, you know, or something like that, because 15 years seems like a long time, but you had coaches go, I don't know how long people stay at jobs anymore. You just don't get an opportunity to stay 30 and 40 years. And once again, I could have stayed there as long, but I will tell you, I think I've had the most growth in my coaching and administrative um, positions the last two years uh, and working with Robbie Mason, who's phenomenal head of school at Grace Christian Academy in Franklin, Lynn McNatt, who's the AD there, to working with Cody White at BA, Hubie Smith, Jason Matthews, Kurt Masters, Alyssa Hall, people like that, uh, that I got to work with. And then moving this year uh, with Michelle York, who's also a fellow Olympian. Uh, she's the uh, AD, I'm assistant AD there. Phenomenal. Getting, 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 I guess going around and maybe getting an opportunity to see how other people do it to, to make yourself better. I think that's happened for me. I think if I was at Harding again, I'd be a better coach. I'd be a better athletic director. I'd be a better assistant at the school. So it it's just preparing me uh, for the next steps of what, what God has in store. Yeah, you know that right on the money when you said, you know, a lot of coaches do want new atmospheres. You know, for example, like you said, John Harrington was an assistant coach under QB so many years, and now he's the head coach at Briarcrest. QB went from Bartlett to Innsworth, Innsworth to Britwood, and now he's retired, and he's won so many state championships. But people do want to experience, you know, a different atmosphere and different culture just to right. see what it's like out there outside yeah. of the world. Well, and I will tell you the the opportunity, I'm going to tell you this district region that I coach in in Nashville. We're about to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> in Brentwood Academy and in Innsworth, Father Ryan, JP2 and MBA. I may be the worst coach in the league. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. It is it is. It is, there's no, there is no uh, day off. There's no night off. These guys do a fantastic, fantastic job. 
Uh, I have a really, really good staff here too. Um, but coaching in this league um, is unbelievable. It really is. Yeah, well, that's my next question I was going to ask you was, can you compare the Harding district when you're at Harding to the new district that you're at Liskam Academy? Because, I'll, you know, a lot of fans don't really realize the TSAA, you know, football district and basketball district is totally different from basketball to football in Division II, single A, double A, and triple A. Yes, you know? we have, you know, we have two divisions uh, in all sports except for football. Football has three in Division Two. So I would say the 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 district at Harding was was a competitive district, but over the 15 years, you felt like you may have a night off. I'm telling you, when you go to father, coach Father Ryan against Doug Bontrager, you coach against Kevin Anglin, Ricky Bowers, um, Matt. So Ricky is still around. Wow. Yep. So those type of guys, I mean, those are guys that. I mean, you just don't find those guys anywhere. And so the the things you have to do, the things you have to come up with and game plan, I game plan more than I ever did at Harding. I do with this with this district because it's, it's just that tough. It just is. Um, but once again, I don't want to change the growth in it either because it's been phenomenal. So you said you're 7-7 seven seven overall right now. Uh, Coach, we overall. have a uh, – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Wes. Sorry. We have a uh, we have a, we have a Facebook question, Coach. It says, "Is it true that your team came back from a thirty-one point deficit to win the state championship?" Yes, two thousand sixteen, we were down by thirty-one points with four minutes and four seconds left in the third quarter, and came back and won the state championship in wow. overtime. But we actually had a shot to win it in regulation. And I'd like to take credit for it, but I can't. Wow, that was a question from uh, Brandon Bradford was the uh, question. <laughs> That's really funny because he was sitting right next to me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. You know, like you said, I was like watching the game on TV at the house because I couldn't make it do the work. And I really wanted to go support, you know, the local teams in Nashville, especially it's only a three-hour drive. But I was watching that game, and I think that was like what Anthony was that Anthony Arbro's year or yeah, yes, who is definitely should have got more looks as a basketball player in general, in my opinion. No that's doubt. A different, that's a different story for another day. But uh, I just wish Memphis could have gave him a chance. But you know, yeah. uh, thirty-one points down. I was watching the game at the house, and I'm like, okay, Speedy, what's going on with you guys? Are they <laughs> nervous going in? Or what's really going on, you know? Well, I'll tell you what's <laughs> cool. I'll tell you what's cool about that. Um, once again, we, Becky and myself, we created really an atmosphere for our alums and our players, our girls and our program, our girls and boys programs were pretty tight. Uh, I love the girls she coached. She loved the guys that I coached. What actually happened at halftime of that game is that I'm in there talking. How many clipboards did you break? No, kidding. Well, I really didn't because I because really I didn't get a chance to because I will tell you when I was about to talk and the coach was about to talk to our staff about four or five of our alums who had been on the 2008-2009 state championship teams came through the door in the locker room. I don't know how they got back there, but they did. And they just like, Coach, we got this. And they said, don't worry about it. We got this. 
and they talked to the guys. They did more than I did. And then the guys, um, the guys just responded to it. I'll never forget. We're walking out of the locker room. When that happens, when I get out of there, Larry Crum the third, he stops me and he says, coach, I can tell you right now, we're going to win this game and I'm going to do everything in my power to bring you another state championship. And those guys just go out and fall. Yarbrough was a monster. He finished the game with like 40 and 17. Uh, he definitely should have gotten more looks. But the cool part about that, too, is every kid, Calvin Austin, Timothy Taylor, Anthony Yarbrough, Larry Crum, um, they all made the all-tournament team. Yarbrough was the MVP. And they all had been in Harding since, like, senior K, which I thought was really, really cool that those four kids uh, represented our uh, tournament team there. You took the words right out of my mouth regarding Calvin Austin. Okay. <laughs> you know, talk about like, you know, a lot of Memphis fans, of course, you know, know the Calvin Austin name. And um, talk about Calvin Austin as a basketball player back when you were a head coach. Well, I will tell you, he he's a winner is what he yeah. is. Uh, there's never, there was never a time where he was on the court that I ever thought that we didn't have a chance. I always thought we had a chance just because he's a competitor. When you go back and look, the guy was great in high school football. The guy was a great track. He's great. He's just a champion. That's what I, if you ask me to describe him, champion, that's what he is. He's a champ. Uh, and he's one of those guys that you want to foxhole with you. Uh, when, when we still text and talk. And those, those are the kind of kids. I go back to Marlon Brown or Tyler Hickman or Larry, those guys, they, you know, all those guys, Jared Street. My first year guys I had at Harding, I'm telling you, it's a family affair there. It just is. Wes, you could have easily watched Marlon Brown play both sports in college at, at Georgia, but he took the football route. Just yeah. talk about, you know, oh, Mar yeah. you said Marlon Brown was like, to me, he was a freak on a football field, if yeah. you want to say that. Yeah. But uh, he definitely had a shot in the NFL and with the Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. Right. But, hey, talk about a stud athlete right there. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was incredible. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that I start my team at Harding. He's my first pick. Uh, and it wasn't because he was the best basketball player that I coached at Harding. It was because I always say the great ones and people always say the great ones are the ones that make everyone around them better. And that's the thing I can say about Marlon. The guys say about Calvin, those guys as leaders of their team made all their teammates better and their teammates liked them. You know, they were likable guys and the kids and the, and the teammates liked them and they represent our program in a first class manner. So can you talk about like how this season is at, under first year, like some, some of your basketball players that have stood out on the seven, seven year so far? Yeah. You know, we, we have some guys, once again, I've got some really, really good guys on the team. Um, but I, 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 we got three seniors, Justin Hughes, Tyler McLean, and Ray Adams, and then everybody else returns. Willie Walton's a junior, Jaden Lyles, who's a two-sport athlete who could go. Willie Walton, Willie could go play basketball or baseball in college. Jaden Lyles could go play football or basketball in college. Uh, Ray Adams has an opportunity. Justin Hughes is a freak athlete. Uh, so we have some tools. We just have to bring it together. It is always tough for a first-year coach to walk into something, especially with this COVID stuff. I remember Hubie finished his career playing in five straight state championship games at Brentwood Academy. But if you go back your first year he started there, they had a losing record his first year there. And, but once again, he got his handprint and his thumbprint on it and he just took it to a different level. And 
So I, 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 I believe in my team this year that we can get some things done, but I also think that we're going to continue to get better as the years go. Coach, when you, uh, when you talk about the, the season thus far, moving forward, uh, what are some things that, that you want to see your team uh, really improve on uh, to really make sure that you're playing at the right point of the season? We, it's really simple for me. We've got to get really better defense. We played at Brentwood Academy on Friday night, and they, they took it to us. They're really good. They're undefeated. And they, they exposed some things to me that I saw on film that we need to work on. we got to get better defensively. If we'll shore up things on the defensive end, I'm not worried about offense because kids love playing offense. It's getting the kids to stay in a stance, to get in help side, to rebound, to contest shots, to get back when you take a shot so people don't get transition layups. So today I met with my coaches today this afternoon, and that's, those are things we talked about. And then sharing the ball, playing hard, sharing the ball on offense. If we get better defensively, our whole season will change. Coach oh, Sarge, you don't have to forgive me on this, uh, Coach, but uh, also uh, we got a question. Oh, go ahead, Wes. We, we got a question on Facebook. Uh, actually, it's a one, two, three, four part question. Uh, first question is, who is the best player you've ever coached? Second question is, who have the who is the best you ever coached against? And third question is, uh, who is the greatest coach? you've ever coached against? Um, I would say the best basketball player I've uh, coached was Marion Price. Uh, he was my first, he was in my first year at Harding. He averaged about 25 a game uh, his, his junior and senior year. Uh, he is really, really good, really talented with the Southern University. He's really talented basketball player. Um, what was the second part? Uh, second question uh, was, uh, ever coached against? Oh, uh, Brandon Wright at Brentwood Academy. Brandon yeah. Wright at Brentwood Academy for sure. Uh, he, he was a stud too. He was. He was. He was. He was the best. Off the top of my head, he's the best one. Uh, and lastly, uh, and this question was from Rob Meredith uh, on our uh, on our Facebook Live. Uh, last question is: Who is the greatest coach you ever coached against? You know what's that's, that's that's a tough question because I never I only I only coached against him in a summer league. First of all, I have to say I'm biased towards Hubie Smith. I am biased. That's my guy. I'm biased towards him. But I don't, me too. It's okay. When I think about uh, part of love. About, when I think about Terry Tippett, I think about John Harrington. I think about uh, what Bubba does at Christian Brothers. And those guys, you know, I have so much respect for those guys because of the longevity. Uh, and then I coached against Ricky Bowers the other day. So the young, the longevity, Doug, Doug Montrager, Father Ryan. So it's hard for me um, to, to say because those guys are really good. But what I respect so much about them is their longevity. Because those guys were coaching when I was playing in high school. Their longevity yeah. and how successful they've been able to be. I respect that so much uh, watching them. And I love seeing them over time, get to do what they love doing? So that's a tough question for me. Good answer, though. <laughs> uh, Very good answer. We ask every single coach that we've had. We ask a lot of coaches that we have on. Uh, does Liskam Academy have a middle school basketball team, by the way? Yes. Yes. So does y'all's high school – or not y'all's high school, but does y'all's middle school coaches pretty much run the same thing that you do to get your guys ready for the next level? 
They do. I'm fortunate that my middle school, head middle school coach, is a former SEC basketball player and former college coach at Lipscomb University, Jay Walton. He coaches our middle school. So I'm learning as much from him as I'm trying to teach, as I'm trying to tell him. So he, we talk, uh, we try to do the same things. And he's been great because as soon as I got the job, I had lunch with him. Uh, and we just he talked about what we want to do. And his son, his son plays for me. And I will tell you what's really great. He is probably the best coach, parent, watching a game, not telling you how to coach when he knows the game, um, talking yeah. to you. I call him after every game. He'll never tell me what he thinks we should do. He only gives me advice when I ask him for it. And it's never wow. you have to do this. Awesome. Hey, I just see this. It's what I think because I, I respect him and I respect his opinion. That's awesome. Now, what as, kind of know, college coaches do you like? As a head to, coach, yeah. that's, that's really what you want as a head sure. coach. Uh, sure. Is to have a guy that you – or not just one guy, multiple yeah. people that you can lean on um, for, for just strictly advice. Well, I'm fortunate too because the staff I have this year of the five guy, four guys that I have as assistants, three of them have been head coaches. And that's that's gone crazy. That, that's been incredible. Bradley Farmer's been a head coach and athletic director for years. Devin Arnold has been a head coach. Uh, Andrew Greer has been a head coach. So, and then Hunter York is a guy uh, who is is a sponge, uh, doesn't say much, but is a sponge that soaks things up. But he also uh, has wisdom at a young age. So I'm very fortunate to have those guys uh, on staff with me to to lean on and to give advice and, and to love our kids and coach our kids up. What kind of college coaches do you like to watch film on the? prepare you guys as well for the um, high school and the college level? Well, one of my uh, – Or mentors. College coach, one of my college coaches uh, is Chris Beard at Texas Tech. He He's head coach there. Um, awesome. Cool story. One of my teammates, Joe, Joe Golding, is a head coach at Abilene Christian. Um, uh, guys, uh, I, I'm a big Duke fan. been a Coach K fan for a long time. Um, but I sit yeah. there and I watch. You know, I watch Gonzaga. I watch different. I I really like to watch winners. I mean, I absolutely. I'm one. I'm not. I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm a Nick Saban fan. I love watching him win. Every time he's in a championship game, unless he's playing Texas, I want him to win. I do uh, because I just like seeing him because I think he does it the right way. I think as long as he's done it, and then I like to hear his players talk about it. It's hard knows that he yeah. is. I listen to his players talk about him. That tells me a lot. Who you're Texas football fans, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So talk about the new hire with Sark. You like it? Yes, I do. Absolutely like it. I like it. I think he'll rebound well, and I think he'll do a a phenomenal job in Austin. Were you surprised that they really didn't give Tom Herman another year because what they promised him after that bowl win? No, I think what they were doing is find out who's going to take the job. You know, because people talk (laughs) about COVID and not having money. Texas is never going to run out of money. Alabama's never going to run out of money. No. Texas A&M, they're going to run out of money. Auburn's Texas not going to run out of money. just spent like $50 million on one coaching change. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. I yep. mean, seriously, like by the time you – and I, that's not including the assistance to Matt Hires. Right. I mean, it's insane. They just yep. – Yep. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Little old Memphis can barely pay anybody's buyout. And Texas costs out fifty mil like it's a dollar bill. 
Yeah. Uh, Coach, when you look at uh, the season moving forward, um, obviously your goal is a state championship, uh, as, as I'm sure it is every season. Uh, for the for the four stars fan base out there, just on an, on a national level, uh, talk a little bit about your school, Lipscomb Academy, as a school, and uh, just uh, bring bring a little bit of light to your uh, place that you coach. Well, I will tell you, Lipscomb Academy is a is a special place. It's a you know co-ed Christian school uh, in in the heart of Nashville. Um, it is it is a place that uh, is a strong community. Uh, that also has the advantage and the luxury of being partnered with a university. So our kids get to go to school on our campus. They get to take classes in our in our uh, school. Then they get to go to university and take classes too, which is which is phenomenal uh, for a lot of people. So I, I I love that, and it's a K through 12 school. So our kids, our we have a son that's eight. Kellen, he's eight. Have a daughter, Scholar, that's six. So they get to be in school with us. We're we're not in the same building, but we get they get to see the same things that we get to see, and we we love that piece of it. We absolutely love that piece, and so they um, it, it's a special place, and I think it's growing. I think it's trending in the right direction. We're happy to be a part of that the Lips Academy community. Okay, I know you're part kind of part of the TSWA in a way still, right? I was. I'm not there since okay. so we moved, but I have been on the board. I've been on legislative council too. What can we do? Nothing against the city of Nashville and Cookville. What can we do maybe to bring the state championship to Memphis, if you don't mind me asking? No, because well, a lot of a lot of people are not – I mean, I'm happy where it's at because it's a neutral site for everybody kind of like three hours away from Memphis, right. three hours away from East Tennessee. But what can Memphis do just to, I guess, have the state championship – Back here in town, I guess. I think if, if it gets brought to the council or the board to just rotate it, and I will say what's really interesting is I, I have gotten, when I became a, a legislative council member and a board member, I had a different perspective on TFAA than I had before. First of all, they have phenomenal men and women working there. And they are, they are four kids. The board is four kids, and they get a bad rap sometimes. I'm telling you. They never just make decisions. They never just throw something up in the air and let it land and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. They think about it. Right. Uh, they talk about it. They uh, do a lot of things. And I have the utmost respect for with our Childress, Gene Manise, uh, Richard McWhorter, um, Mark Reeves, uh, all those guys. Um, they, and, and the ladies that work there, Heather Carter and uh, Trina Melton. The people that work there, they're phenomenal people, number one. They, they are. They're people that I trust, uh, people that we can lean, lean on. Matthew Gillespie is another one. Uh, but they're, they're great people. I think you have to do that. And once again, when you look at what they're doing, think about having a state tournament where the people from Knoxville have to drive six hours or something like that. I think they try to get it centrally located. It's, and it's not against Memphis because they may have it in Cookville for football. And it's a Cookville-Murfreesboro thing. But they, uh, they'll try. But I think you can get your representatives to try to push to just have a rotation uh, of stuff like that. Do you ever see it maybe coming here? I think it's possible. I do think it's possible. Uh, I think it's possible. I really do think it's possible. Or do you think the facilities that maybe like 
we don't have the facilities like out in arena. No, I think like I think where it where it is, um, it's it's a you could find some place to have it there. I think you can say have some place to have it there. Uh, coach, uh, when you look at, I got another. Hang on one second, Wes. I got another question real quick okay. from a Facebook listener. Sorry about that. Okay, go ahead, Sweetie. Oh, can you talk about the player that you played with named Daniel Angus? I believe that's the name. Yes, um, t- that guy was a stud. <laughs> he because Daniel was the guy too that um, back then in the early '90s you didn't have six, 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 seven, two twenty-five tight ends. You know, you didn't have that. He was special. I mean, he he was special. I mean, hands down special. And they just didn't make him like that back in the day. He was special. Ended up going to play football at Colorado. Wow. Uh, Coach, speaking of special, uh, what's it like to have a guy like Trent Dilfer? Uh, of course, we all know him um, from the NFL days. But what's it like to have a guy like that lead your football program um, and just being able to, to, to kind of reach out to him uh, on different, uh, you know, bouncing ideas off of him and things like that. Well, I think it's been big for the school because Trent has an advantage uh, that he he is a celebrity, you know, and he, he has an advantage where he can reach uh, so many different people. You know, he can reach so many different people, and I think it's been good him to be able to bring his college experience and NFL experience uh, and – his his uh, ESPN experience to to school, and so that has helped, uh, and he's done that, and so that's helped helped a ton uh, to be able to do that. And we have a bunch of kids that are fired up about football, uh, have a chance. And what's really interesting is, you know, we we lost in the state championship game CPA. Eagle Martin does a phenomenal job there, but we had the ball for like eight minutes and forty three seconds and scored four touchdowns. They had the ball the rest of the game, and I'm not joking. Wow, wow. We had scores 35 to 28, and I don't think we had the ball for nine. I think we had for like 842 or 843, something like that. They had the yeah. ball. Yeah, yes, TPA is a running team. <laughs> they are. Wow. They are. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, Speedy, another question. This might probably be my last question, but uh, – can you, like, for example, if fans do want to, like, watch your team in the Nashville area, I know we got some Nashville, maybe some listeners there on our show, but uh, can they actually go up to the gym and actually purchase tickets at the school? Or do they no, have to buy them I, online? Or how are y'all no, doing it right, right now in Nashville? Right now, right now, we're on that ordinance thing. They're only okay. the Metro Ordinance, Metro Nashville Ordinance. We're only, they're only allowing two people uh, from immediate household to attend the games. So for right now, but we we're on Lipscomb Academy YouTube where you can watch our games. But right now, and we're supposed to hear something maybe on Wednesday if they're going to lift it or not. But right now, it's only two household people can come. So the state, so the city of Nashville is doing the same thing like what Shelby County is pretty much doing as well. Oh yeah. Oh well, and, and I will tell you the Metro Nashville schools aren't even playing right now. Yeah, I was about to ask you that. What's up? So is it because of the COVID issues are rising yeah. over there, or no? Yeah. I don't think it is. I just think they're being cautious. Okay. I think they're doing. Yeah. Well, coach, uh, is there any senior? Great. Is there real quick? Is there? Um, Wes, hang on a second. Go ahead. Is there any seniors? Go ahead. Coach Starks regarding that might sign anywhere real quick. 
Uh, possible, yeah. Ray Adams, May, Justin Hughes, those couple of guys are maybe. But I'll keep you guys uh, up to date on that and up to speed on that too. Awesome. Yeah, well, awesome. Look, Speedy, from like a person that – Speedy, I've known you, like I said, over the last 20-something years, it feels like, but it's really been since my high school days from 2002 and onward for the last 18 years, really. So, you know, as a one person that misses you out in Memphis, keep doing good things in Nashville. Keep doing what you love most and, uh, you know, appreciate everything that you do for high school sports regarding basketball, being athletic director to, you know, to everything that you do for us, you know, because – if it wasn't for you, like role models like you, we wouldn't be here today talking about high school sports with a person like you. And later down the road, we definitely want you and Becky back on with us. Absolutely. I know Becky's got a prior commitment, but, yeah. you know, we'd definitely love to have you both on. So we can talk about how the season has progressed throughout the year as well. Absolutely. Sure do appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, very much so. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, once again, Four Star Sports Show. I am Wes Pruitt. Today, we had a great or tonight i'm sorry we've had a great interview with kevin starks uh coach thank you very much for letting us pick your brain tonight for just about 40 minutes uh it's been another great interview uh thank you for everybody watching on facebook youtube listening on iHeartRadio, and also on the website thanks guys <laughs>